0: Now, no. it's time for your VO news served piping hot and fresh. Gather round. It's time for the VoiceOver Cafe.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the VoiceOver Cafe. VO news served up piping hot. Trish, what up?
2: What up? It's been a while.
1: I know. You know what? I was, uh, I have to admit, I was on a walk the other day. And I was listening to some of our old episodes from about oh no, six like or VOD seven old? years ago. Well, they oh. were coming up on my, because I had my iTunes on random. And every uh-huh. time I want to, you know, go for a run or a walk, it always picks the worst it, <laughs> you know, instead of all this really, you know, crazy fast hip hop stuff that you can really work out to, you know, I get fricking, uh, Yanni and voiceovers on demand <laughs>
2: Which episode was it?
1: It was uh, it was the episode that we had. It was right before Voice two thousand eight.
2: Oh, cool! <laughs> so it was Joseph Reano.
1: Yeah, no, it was just us two uh, talking about the event.
2: That's right. Okay, yeah, with all the interviews and stuff.
1: Yeah, and it was uh, oh. man, I can't. Uh, you know. I'm just so happy that we've really gotten our shit together because that old show really sucked.
2: I know, right? (laughs) Now we're
1: just so polished and professional.
2: Right, right. I think we did all like 21 episodes for voiceovers on demand in like 10 or 11 months. And we've been going with voiceover cafe for a while now. So hopefully, and we have a great team. You know, I honestly think that we, we dropped off because both of us got really busy and I think a lot of it had to do with we just didn't have the support because it was just the two of us really doing the show and now we have this fantastic team put together we have Jordan and we have Fish and we have um, Sean Caldwell and and it's just I don't know it's more like a family now
1: it really is and you know for two talents that kind of fly by the seat of their pants we need people to kind of keep us in order
2: Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. By oh, the way, how the- many
1: times? Uh, how many times have you hit the receive button on your Outlook, waiting for that second FAFCON email I to come know, in? I know.
2: I'm still waiting for it. <laughs>
1: yeah, boy. I mean, can you imagine if, if the Voiceover Cafe didn't get
2: in? I know. I'm actually really worried because my Outlook reminder didn't go uh, didn't go off. Like, it was supposed to remind me like 15 minutes before I was supposed to sign up at noon Eastern. And um, it didn't happen. And then I remembered at like 1240 and I don't know if it's too late. And I will be absolutely heartbroken if I don't get in.
1: It would be pretty funny if we didn't get in because we were doing this show and didn't check our email. <laughs> Whoops.
2: Like, oh, oh hey, did God. I mention that we hit fifteen thousand downloads for the uh for the voiceover cafe so far? That was actually
1: me downloading from fifteen thousand different computers.
2: Oh, well that's that was pretty yeah, smart. I, I, really, I, wanted right, to rig our,
1: I wanted to rig our numbers just to make it look good for promotional purposes. No. No, honestly like, that's you
2: can't admit it then if you're gonna do it that way, Terry. Come
1: on. <laughs> no, that is to be a secret. That is awesome freaking news. I mean that's uh you can you, you can definitely you know, you can get to our show, obviously, voiceovercafe.org, but uh, you can also find us on uh, iTunes. And for those of you listening to the show, feel free to tweet the shows, share it on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, Plus, because uh, Trish and I are both social media gurus, addicts even if you will, but of course it works to our advantage. Uh, all of that really helps us out.
2: Yes. And, uh, don't forget to check this show out on, um, voiceover extra. Has anybody ever heard of voiceover extra? If you haven't, where have you been? <laughs> John Florian is a super nice guy and he is behind this, uh, this great source, resource for, for the voiceover industry and, um, voiceoverextra.com. That's X without the E extra without the E. <laughs>
1: very very cool yeah it's uh, that's that's uh, you know speaking of downloads I mean I, I can't imagine the traffic he gets on uh, his website on a daily basis it must be just you know out of this world
2: yeah he does all kinds of uh, articles he does at least one article every day and uh, if you get on the mailing list uh, it's been a great I-, I learn stuff every day every every time I you know get an email from them it's it's always something you know uh that's very current in the industry that that is very relevant to uh to what we're doing you know whether it's talking about isdn or gosh anything it's pretty much runs the gamut so uh voiceoverextra.com it's one of our proud sponsors
1: yes very cool well our guest is pretty much ready here we're gonna just kind of bring him in here mr bailey has arrived you want to tell our listeners a little bit about john and i'll bring him in
2: well, yes, I'd be happy to. Uh, John Bailey is our next guest. He is a very successful voiceover talent, and he does a lot of promo work, movie trailer work, and he's also known for something on YouTube called Honest Trailers. He's the actual movie trailer voice, and they're extremely funny. I've been a fan for a while, and um, which is kind of why I wanted to get John on the show. And um, but it, but some of some of the trailers have as many as twelve million. Views, so it's definitely I, I'm not alone in thinking these these things are amazing and funny. And uh, so, what we'll, we'll have John tell us a little bit more about him uh, in in a moment, and the rest of his career. So, welcome, John. Hello.
1: Hi.
3: Hi. So-
1: <laughs> welcome to the cafe,
3: young lad. It's my first <laughs> time at a cafe, so this is interesting. Yeah, very cool. It's
1: it's they, you know they uh, it, it's a good little uh, a little place. They allow us to, to do our our fun little show and. Um, Actually at night we you know, make meth. So no, just kidding.
3: Oh, sweet.
1: Um <laughs> So John, you we're know, done. let's when talk I let's just jump right <laughs> 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 Let's jump right into the Honest Trailer. Tell me how the the Honest Trailer stuff really got started.
3: Well, Honest Trailers is not my main business. It's just some fun thing that I started doing to help promote my own YouTube channel because I have a personal channel as well as as that and they uh, the guy that they had previously got called into uh active service and so they were looking for somebody else. They Searched around for movie trailer voices, they found my channel. Then, when he looked me up, he found out that I was actually a legitimate full-time professional voice actor. And he inquired about it, and I was like, "Yeah, cool. You guys mind, you know, promoting my channel and what, however you guys do it." And he's like, "Oh yeah, we can do that." So, next thing you know, there I am, wow. <laughs> saying beams every other week. Very cool.
1: And uh, I understand that you have a uh, a cafe trailer that you uh, that you I might be able I'd to do it for us. Up for
3: you.
0: From the place that brings you guys with girly coffee drink orders, girls with mic obsessions, baristas with bad customer service, or is he just English, busboys getting chased by voiceless cougarish cafe managers, lawyers that moonlight as actors that have appeared in Super Bowl commercials, and imaging guys that have not-so-secret obsessions with solid gold dancers, comes a voiceover show that talks about alcohol more than VO, has been around since before podcasts were cool, only records a new show when they feel like it, and always has the same cafe background noise. Mmm. Where? The dish is always trying to keep in the peace. Brits run cafes instead of being a butler or something. And Terry has revelations constantly. Okay, not really. Featuring <laughs> a cafe, a host, a co-host, a smart-ass Brit. How original. A busboy that doubles as a smart-ass. A big voice guy, besides me. And a lawyer. But he also does acting in voiceovers, and is rather successful at that too. <laughs> Voiceover Cafe. Woo!
1: Woo! Yeah. Rated G. Very nice. No, yes. For general audiences.
2: Oh my god, that was awesome! Well, Thank what's you. funny is
1: it's like this is like you know you know how summers just diluted with with sequels and stuff. That actually sounded better than any frickin' movie coming out in the next few months.
3: I don't know. Donald the Plenty Apes looks pretty good. That's true. God,
1: God, is there really another one of those too?
3: Monkeys with guns. What more do you want?
1: I mean, riding on horses. You know, it's getting warmer when you see the trailers for all the X Men, Spider Man, Batman. Yep.
0: <laughs> Male
1: Men.
2: Well, thank you for I doing know. that. That was yeah, that, that was, was
1: incredible. Great. That was that was really awesome. We've got
3: we've got a f- lot of fun
1: promo material to work with there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, do you mind if we use that, John? For, for
3: uh, you know, I, uh, my rate is double uh, double minimum standard, so whatever you can do. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 10%. Okay.
2: Um, so, uh, well, obviously, and you were also in the Annoying Orange series, right? As Optimus Yeah, I, uh, I was a guest,
3: uh, a guest cameo. Um, I'm going to be in a, a trilogy of our Annoying Orange episodes that are coming up if they're not already out. Uh, but yes, I, I played Optimus Prime. I play all the characters that don't have mouths and eyes <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> until I'm actually in town to record that part. But yeah, I that's got so like, d- quite a few friends over there. So uh, yeah.
2: Oh, that's fun. So yeah, I mean, uh,
3: Grandpa ha- Lemon is actually my friend Kevin, who does all the break pranks. Uh, oh. when, who was with me when we did all the uh, the movie trailer pranks uh, videos.
2: Oh, I think it's brilliant. I've been watching it for years and I'm just I'm just a I'm a big fan and a lot of people think, Oh, it's stupid humor or whatever, you know. But I just oh I I just maybe stupid
3: but it's working.
2: <laughs> I know, it's totally working. They think I think a lot. I love the annoying orange, but um but I, have I, I mean
3: it so there's not that annoying to me. Oh no. <laughs> I know what real annoyance is.
2: <laughs> well real none of us have two kids.
3: seconds before you actually get done with your first take and somebody
2: goes <laughs> Shut up! I'm trying to work. <laughs> well, has the honest trailers though? Like, has that kind of brought on some work for you? Did that help? Uh, it,
3: it brought on exactly what I expected it to bring on, which is a bunch of requests. Hey, can you record my voicemail? Oh for free? yeah, I was hey, just gonna say free? that. I yeah. bet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it. Uh, yeah. It is, uh, I have found that some of my actual clients are fans though which is cool. Can you come oh, yeah. can you come to our drama class and do that in person? <laughs> my my agent <laughs> one of my agents called me up and she's like, uh, one of my clients is a big fan. And he wants to know what the spoiler was at the end of the Game of Thrones on his trail. <laughs> 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 that was really odd. Um, and then and I actually did book a pretty big job. There was a, 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 a roast so to speak, of the guy who got the rights to do the Harry Potter movies. It, it was a, a college thing and he was getting an award. So they didn't, and come to find out, they didn't know because it was actually a client that I already worked on. But because I'd never do movie trailer voices for them, I'm always doing ADR for them. They didn't realize I was the same guy.
2: So yeah, you really I, so have such an that, amazing and range.
3: We got, got a full full job out of the thing. They they contacted the Honest Trailer Guys instead of my agent, which would have been a lot easier, but it was funny. <laughs> and it happened right as I was out of town in LA shooting new prank videos, so I had to record that in my uh, in my hotel room. <laughs> My little apogee in my iPhone.
2: Isn't it grand (laughs) when we get to do that? That's so cool. Modern technology. Um, and and yeah, you have this amazing range. Like it's it, you're just talking to us now. You don't have the the same. You know, obviously you can you can. Oh push yeah, I'm, voice I'm all over the place.
3: This. You know, one day I'm one way. <laughs> it's totally different. I mean, come on, it's crazy.
2: <laughs> so do you do impressions too, then? Or- well, I used to
3: do impressions. Now we call them voice matching.
2: Uh- oh right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah, you you'd never know some of the stuff that I've done unless I told you that I did it. Like recently on the the Legends of Oz trailer, I was the one at the very beginning going. The land of Oz belongs to me. <laughs> it's me doing Martin Short, not Martin Short doing Martin Short. Oh, really? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I get a lot of that. I've done uh, wow. dozens and dozens. I've done Harrison Ford. and <laughs> I did Jeff Bridges and R.I.P.D. I've really? never that before. I'm not sure which out of YouTube you
0: between.
3: Wow. <laughs> yeah, So I've, I've had to differentiate between an impression and a voice match because impressions are supposed to be like caricatures you get drawn up at yeah. the... At the fair, you know, they're exaggerated versions of the original because they're supposed to be funny. Whereas a voice match, it has to be so perfect that you know, nobody can tell the difference. Very true.
1: Well, you know, with all the um, you know, the trailer and promo work, you know, with all the genres like animation, action, drama, and even, you know, a nature documentary uh, in a, a niche of the industry, you know, where so many, so many times one can get <laughs> pigeonholed into a particular genre. I mean, what is it like to be successful in all of those different areas.
3: Well, honestly, there's an ebb and flow. <laughs> it's like sometimes it's like 90% trailer and other times it's like 80% ADR. So it just kind of comes and goes. But that's funny because uh, Fox ADHD, I'm not sure if you know of them, but they, they're running the new animated adult block on Fox, but they also have this the digital shorts that they do on, on their uh, YouTube channel. And a couple of friends of mine work there that I used to do trailer stuff with, and they randomly will call me up and say, hey, would you be willing to help us out with a new digital short? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Because anytime somebody says the word animation, I get all excited. And then I get the script and it's like movie trailer voice guy. I'm like, man, you guys are keep typecasting me. <laughs> you know, you don't realize that I, there's all this other stuff that I I do uh, but anyways I, I don't mind though it's all it's all good and it's in fun so well uh, I okay. know all about ADHD
1: because I have it <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah but this one stands for animation domination <laughs> <and Animations. laughs> very clever acronym um, but yeah no I, I, I do get kind of typecast with certain people that only know that one part of the thing I do and then with other people all they ever send me is ADR stuff so you know, Like I said, the, the job with the the Harry Potter uh, guy, they had no idea that I was the same guy that's been doing ADR for them for years. <laughs> it was that's the funny. guy that did their trailer. Us. I was like, well, maybe this will give him a little nudge-nudge. Oh, by the way, he can do trailers, too. Uh, yeah, but I, I've kind of fallen into the the typecast situation of the guy who can do... Really good ADR stuff for for celebrities and other actors, and the guy who does the Blu-ray DVD promos. I'm not known as just the general movie trailer guy; just the Blu-ray and DVD guy. In which, which you, you did, did the Evil Dead promo, yes, right? Yes, a huge.
1: Oh huge man, Evil I could family. watch that every night. It's just so freaking awful. It's just
3: such a delight. It's a great movie, to be honest. It's one of the few good reboots out there. <laughs> it really and, is. Uh, I even told, uh, when I met Bruce Campbell, I was like, "Hey, I worked on the Evil Dead trailer." He's like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and did, does this come from one particular client, or do you, or have you gotten oh, to, to know? I, I
3: lost track of clients so many years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I never thought I'd get to the point where I couldn't remember who I was working for. Anymore. Well, I
2: wasn't sure if the Blu-ray <laughs> pl- promos came from. Sometimes that happens. No, it's, one it's, particular.
3: it's all over the place. I mean, sometimes I book some theatrical. Sometimes they are online trailers. But generally, I, I'm always the guy that says on Blu-ray and DVD at the end of the trailer. Nice. So, you know, that's okay. kind of the, the one I get the most. But I've mm-hmm. done I've done just about... I've done almost everything out there there is to do, uh, at least once. So I've done one audio book very badly. It was my very first one. And, <laughs> oh no! And, uh, I got the book about four weeks before I had to record it, so I didn't even have time to read it all the way through before I'd actually done it. It was military, so there was a lot of technical bo- uh, names and a lot of cities and. Uh, Middle East that I didn't I didn't know how to pronounce and we couldn't find pronunciations for them. Oh, um, so, Yeah, That was the fun, one time where I got some good, honest feedback from people who didn't know who I was when I was listening to the criticisms of the audiobook. Oh. <laughs> like, well, you could tell this guy doesn't know his source material. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you know what? I didn't have much much time to check it. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. We did, we did try to contact the author and we couldn't get a hold of him. Oh, <laughs>
2: Well, John, I was I was checking out your, your website. And, that, well, that's also how I found out about the Evil Dead uh, Blu-ray promo. Every yeah, uh, time I find a spot, I
3: try to throw it up there. So
2: it's kind oh, of like yeah. A resume. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. It's
3: kind of like my personal collection of uh, trailer things that I've worked on. So <laughs> I,
2: well, it got me. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Even MIB
3: is MIB. It's all the <laughs>
2: box. <laughs> well, I, you also have a Zurich quote on your website. If anybody doesn't know who Zurich is, uh, he w- is the founder of VoiceOver Universe at voiceoveruniverse.com. But um, he he says, John Bailey has truly studied the craft for many years before stepping out. He eats and sleeps VoiceOver. He is talent, pure talent. Can you tell us a little bit more about, about that? Well, VoiceOver
3: taste Beth with salt and a bit of vodka. <laughs>
2: Um, uh, Well, actually, he
3: found me on YouTube the exact same way that my first manager found me. I was doing a movie trailer tribute to all my favorite uh, movie voiceover guys. So I did Don LaFontaine, Hal Douglas, um, Bo Weaver, and Peter Cullen, and Mark Elliott. And, and I just kind of wrote a fake trailer and gave each section a different kind of genre feel and did each one of the voices. And back then, it was before the big boom of voiceover knowledge that floats around the Internet and on me- popular media, media these days. And my first manager was like, I'm, I was really impressed not only with what you could do, but that you knew who these guys were. Nobody knows who these guys are. <laughs> And Zurich found me the exact same way. He's like, dude, I, I would love to, for you to come hang out on our site. And I don't think he really knew that I did voiceover work our at the point that he found it. It was a little bit later. I'd actually already started doing and booking it. So he kind of fell into that category of I helped discover this guy kind of situation. So mm-hmm. he, he brought me to the site and it was a great place for I, I still recommend it for, for demo critique and to post up stuff mm-hmm. and learn and,
2: that's how all movie. of us really know Sorry. each other. Well, that's how me and Terry and, and a lot of people and actually that's how I know Jordan too, our busboy. There's a yeah. lot of people that I know originally from Voiceover Universe. It was a great, it was a great catalyst to to just making to, to forming the community early on before Facebook existed. And also
3: led to a very unusual situation though. Uh, when I booked the Book of Eli trailer, uh, Zurich just for some reason fell in love with that one particular spot and he featured it on the main page. In fact, it may still be up. I'm not sure. <laughs> But So he, a lot of people from the community saw that because it was on the main page. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a call from a guy claiming to be with the union saying that uh, he was uh, very concerned about my career and the fact that I was doing these trailers and was wondering who I was working for, who, what their number, their location was. And he said, I, I wouldn't want you to, you know end up in prison with all those kids you got. I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I called my manager. I was like, what the heck is going on with this dude? And come to find out he was actually an agent who was trying to uh, scare me off because some of his clients they used to they used to hire through him and still until they found me, so uh, his only go-to thing was to try to scare me off, which was really and, and my manager at the time was he's like, well, we know you're doing uh, something yeah. right if you're get thre- getting threatened. getting thre- and he pulls out calls.
1: the prison card. Nice, yeah, nice really. work, buddy.
3: Oh no, threw through, through the kids in there too. You don't want to go to prison with all those children that you have. Gee, yeah. oh my God. Did he, did he there's come?
1: There's, he, he didn't try to there's break into your house or anything, research. did he? <laughs> no.
3: Thankfully, I, as soon as he started getting personal with the questions, I'm like, look, I don't know who you are, so I, I prefer not to give you any of this information. Yeah, no doubt. Right.
2: Well, so so when Zurich says um, you studied the craft for many years before stepping out, can you tell us a little bit more about that's, that? Uh, that's that's def- I mean, that- I
3: hadn't thought of it before he said it, but that's definitely true. I've, I've been studying voices and recording myself and playing my back since the Fisher-Price tape recorder days back when I was... Mm. Five, the first. The first time I noticed voiceover... Uh, was probably Sesame Street Uh, I I used to do imitations of Grover and we we didn't have a television but my grandmother did and we'd watch PBS and I I did imitations of Grover and a five-year-old kid going can you say that I know you could doing Mr. (laughs) Rogers impressions and then uh, when I heard when Voltron first came out the animated show uh, I heard Peter Cullen doing the intro for it Mm -hmm. so and what for some reason that just really hit hard And I heard that, Voltron, Defender of the Universe. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then I heard him again as Optimus Prime and Transformers, and I was immediately hooked. And he just kind of became my hero slash inspiration. I I was like, man, that would be a cool job to do. And it was just something I kept in the back of my mind all along. And in the 90s, my brother started getting in on a a site called ODP, which was, I believe it's a Google search subsidiary. And he started gathering information. So a lot of the information you find out about voice actors, he helped put it together in the first place before anybody really knew where to find pictures and demos and links and websites and things. He started compiling that information together. So I really got interested because of him and who was doing what and finding out. Because back in the cartoon days of yesteryear, They just put a giant cast list. They didn't tell you who they voiced. They just threw their names up there and you had to figure it out. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We we deciphered the code and started figuring out who did what and then, you know, kind of became fans with them. And then some of them started finally slowly getting online. And now it's, you know, now it's public knowledge everywhere. Um, So, yeah, it kind of led to that whole thing kind of led to my career. So, yeah, I did kind of eat, breathe and and sleep it. Um, the sketch comedy improv stuff in school. I was always doing character voices for things that people, I was the guy people would go to in college and say, Hey, we need something funny. Do something funny. Oh, so I had to come up with <laughs> sketches. And they gave me like, you know, a few hours maybe to prepare <laughs> before I had to throw a show on. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, uh, um, John, a lot of your trailer reads sound like your vocal cords are like basically like two pieces of sandpaper. I mean, in a good way, a good, cool way. <laughs> Could you share any warm
4: ups?
3: (laughs) You sound like a piece of sandpaper.
1: Um, Could you share any warm ups or techniques?
3: Instead of Zurich, I'm just going to put that up there. His voice sounds like sandpaper. That'll get you to
1: work. Um, Share with us any warm ups or techniques that you do in order to kind of do that ultimate trailer read without, you know, what do you do to make it so it doesn't damage or hurt your throat?
3: You know, it's never. It's never hurt me before. It was just something I'd... Again, this is one that my brother uh, kind of led me into, was when he, he introduced me to Pablo Francisco, who does the... Uh, In the city, he must fight to survive. Uh, the whole <laughs> little sketch thing. And I was like... And it, it started... I was one of the first people that I, that I know of that realized that he wasn't doing a full Don LaFontaine impression. He actually kind of merged together Hal Douglas and Don Fontaine's mm-hmm. voices together. Because Hal Douglas
0: does the soft reads, and Don LaFontaine does the hard reads, and you merge them together
3: to get in a city you must fight to survive. So I, was, <laughs> I kind of differentiated the difference between the two, and I just kind of started working on them. Um, but for warming up, I, I tend to do if I if I can. I'm not always at that luxury, but uh, if I can, I do them earlier in the morning because my voice is already a little bit lower. Uh, I sing beforehand. Um, I've had a lot of music theory. A lot of uh, did a lot of competition work. I did pretty well actually when I was a kid and teenager, and uh, and I also sang in high school and college. And uh, so yeah, singing helps me warm up. Uh, my wife makes make something I call magic tea. No idea what's in it. Don't want to know. But it really does help loosen up my vocal cords and keep me from getting any any damage done. Um, Yeah, the the trailer stuff never bothers me. It's usually it's the video game stuff that I have to worry about. I try to wait till the weekend to do that stuff because you have to die about 3000 times and scream and yell and attack things.
2: So, uh, well, obviously you have an extensive experience and you're obviously really successful in in your in your VO career so far. And, And are you at the point where you're still having to market yourself to find more work? I, I find that
3: there's nothing wrong with keeping on and keeping on with the marketing.
2: Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I agree with you. We, yeah. we just kind of wanted to hear yeah. your take uh, on I, it. <laughs> I
3: rebrand as as often as I feel necessary. I constantly update demos. I mean, I mean if if Michael Bell... Not Michael Bell. No, if, uh, if Neil Ross at his age is is doing new demos twice a year, then there is no excuse for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I constantly am updating uh, resumes. I'm, I'm constantly, Mark, finding new ways. Uh, voice Bunny uh, happened to be promoting. We're looking for, want to be a professional voiceover artist? We're looking for voices like these. Number one, Honest Trailers voice. And a friend of mine found that and sent it to me. I'm like, uh, hey, I'm, I'm the Honest Trailers guy over here. And like, holy crap, we're big fans of yours. H- how about we... We work out some kind of promotional trade. I'm like, well, how about a free uh, subscription of Voice123? And that worked out pretty well. I booked two jobs within a a couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah. then all I had to do was do it. And I'm going to do an interview with them soon. And I did a a vlog and a blog for their site. And, uh, yeah. So as many hooks in the water as you can get in there, the better off you'll be. Because I don't think any of us, including those that are making the millions and millions of dollars at the top of the food chain, I don't think they ever just completely stop marketing themselves because you never know one day. Because well, one one day it was only Don. It was it. Don was the guy. Now there is no particular guy. Nope. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. The market has changed. Now, I mean, if you listen to the Wilfred promos on FX, Wilfred on FX, it's just a dude. It's just a yeah. regular old dude's <laughs> voice. It mm-hmm. is no epicness to that. It's just, and they, you know, sometimes they just want an average, relatable person doing the voiceover, and sometimes there's no voiceover whatsoever, so mm-hmm. until, until robots take over the world for the voiceovers, we yeah. just going to keep on mocking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, hey, I think we need, uh,
5: Trish, we should probably get some drinks over here, don't you think?
2: Yeah, where's Bash?
5: In a world where the coffee is strong and the barista is handsome, oh, no. hell is waiting in a fancy drink ordered by Terry, who knows the secret of. The sprinkles, (laughs) where beautiful women make their selection with clarity and style.
2: (laughs) I'll just have a regular coffee, please, Bish.
5: Where guests with massive YouTube channels order with dramatic simplicity. Where somebody
0: should just stick to his day job. I'll have (laughs) an ice water. And Terry is still undecided.
1: Uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna have a wine cooler.
5: (laughs) Doreen, prepare the drink from beyond in the chalice of lost souls i will return
2: <laughs> oh, <God>. oh boy
5: <laughs> oh god what a moron
2: oh you like him
1: <laughs> you're right i would be lost without him i admit it
2: <laughs> we all would <laughs> when we we'd be thirsty all the time well
1: john we know you got to get going but do you i know we you know we talk about trailers promos and all that kind of fun stuff but would you ever consider a medical e-learning project <laughs>
3: I've auditioned for a few on Voice One Two Three, but uh, no luck so far. But I just started uh, with Voice One Two Three two weeks ago, so who knows? E-learning may be in my future. <laughs> I did some a long time when I first started out. I did some e- e-learning stuff. I did some. I did some kids' voices for some stuff. I have no idea what it was for though. Never never heard it again after I, I booked it.
2: And you said you have a lot of improv uh, experience too. What did you What did you do with that? Uh,
3: well, that just depends on the uh, on the job specific. <laughs> if I'm allowed, if I'm allowed to uh, improv some, I do that somewhat on the honest trailers as well. They're they're pretty cool and laid back about me. Something pops into my head, and they'll let it roll. And sometimes they'll use it, sometimes they won't. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I used to do. I used to do a lot of sketch comedy, in, 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 uh, actually, in church and college. And um, I also help lead, uh, if anybody's heard of Love That Love That Improv or Love That Rebecca. Um, mm-hmm. My friend Rebecca has done that, so I'm helping lead the improv classes that she does on the uh, but well, yeah, so uh, uh, I'm I'm actually helping to teach other people how to how to get good at it as well. So because like it's that. very important to, to to voiceover because you never know when somebody is going to send you a script and then when you go in for the session they completely change the script and the character and the genre
2: mm-hmm. and uh,
3: and the color of your character. Or who knows what else.
2: It's true because I've never, I don't have any improv training and everybody always makes such a big deal about it. Like I've honestly never been asked to improv or to ad lib. Well, it's I, it's but, not
3: necessarily something people ask you to do. It's just something mm-hmm. that you should be able to, you should be able to pull something out of your hat and blow people away. That's how you get yeah. booked that way. And okay. whenever somebody, you know, because they've people, I've actually heard stories like from Rob Paulson and, and others that have gone in for a particular job that they've supposedly booked. And and gone in to actually do the job and they changed the character on them Mm. when they got there or the script or so they had to be able to think by the by the seat of their pants in order to be able to keep the job, you know, so. Mm -hmm. And it works out really well because sometimes a client will need something instantly. They needed it 15 minutes ago. And now you have to instead of being the deer in the headlights, you want to be the one that's cool and calm and can just pop it out because you're just you're just that good.
2: Mm hmm. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We, we you were a great guest. You have a lot of great information cool. and if you ever want to come on the cafe again, you just let us know.
1: My pleasure. All right, John, All right. have a great holiday weekend. You were a riot, man. We'll have you back on soon. All right, thanks.
2: Yeah, uh, thanks, uh, if, John.
3: I also do some video tutorial stuff if anybody wants to check out uh me on YouTube. It's J O N 3 P N T 0 is the user Oh,
2: yeah, here. and your and your website, uh, let us know. Uh, it's yes.
3: johnbaileyvo.com, but sometimes you have to do the the full entire uh, URL in order for it to work, depending on the browser. So just, just Google John Bailey VO and you should be able to find me pretty easy.
2: Awesome. Okay.
3: Awesome. Uh, All right, thanks. Fantastic. Thanks, bro. Another. And we're going to be doing Honest Trailers every Tuesday for the foreseeable future. So there's a new one coming out Tuesday. And oh, new, cool. And that's under
2: Screen Junkies, right? That's under
3: Screen Junkies channel. And I'm um, also doing Honest Game Trailers over on Smosh Games if anybody's interested in, in oh, game I've stuff. I've seen
2: those already, too. So uh,
3: there'll be a new one of those out Saturday and a new Honest Trailer again next Tuesday. So look awesome.
2: forward to for that. Yay! Awesome,
3: man. And the only thing I have left to say is, Trish, you have nice beams.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Thanks, John. See ya.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think many of our guests would end the interview that way.
2: <laughs> no, that was interesting. That
1: was uh, I love it. That's why this show frickin' rocks, because you never know what the hell you're going to hear.
2: Was that a, I think it was a reference from Game of Thrones, but
1: uh, <laughs> I, I believe you're right, which which is which is just a frickin great show by the way.
4: <laughs> um all right, that was John so, Bailey,
1: excellent guest. He's good stuff. Mm-hmm. that's uh that is a true vo dude, man.
2: Yeah, he he's really super talented. And the fact that he just went into voices, like just in and out of them, oh, like crazy. I just, I'm
1: so envious of people that that can that can do that. It's like, uh, man, it's it's just incredible. So, I mean, what a again that just uh, re- reiterates what an absolute joy this business is
2: oh and i got my tucson i just got the email yay oh my god i'm gonna have to
1: i'm i hate to do this in the middle of the show but oh this could be really embarrassing if i didn't get mine but (laughs) i'm gonna have to open up my outlook and check in the meantime i think we should uh you know we've got some things we can kind of uh you know discuss today maybe we should get the boys over here
2: yeah uh let's see bish jordan come on over I got mine,
1: too. I got mine, too. I'm in. I'm in. I'm f***ing in.
2: We're all going to Fafcon. Woo!
5: (laughs) Oh, my God. Can we take a minute's silence from my liver? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you ready to go to Faf Guinness? The the Chalice of Lost Souls was in the dishwasher, so you're out of luck with the drink. (laughs) No, Doreen. No. You can't come to Fafcon with me. No. No. (laughs) Yeah,
4: sure <laughs> hey, I made it into you. I just don't miss By the way, uh,
1: <laughs> for those of you listeners, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of taking the whole Fafcon thing for granted here because we're assuming everybody listening to this show. And that, well, frankly, that should be everybody on the planet that they know what Fafcon is. Uh, somebody wanted really. Trish, explain real briefly here what Fafcon is for the new oh, for the on. new really? for the new listeners. Oh. We've got brand new listeners every episode. They're not going to know what That's it is.
2: That's true.
5: All right, F A F F C O N. Google it. Google <laughs> yeah. it's, it's,
2: it's just a it's a conference once a year now. It used to be twice a year that uh, only allows in working. Uh, voiceover talent. You don't have to be full-time necessarily, but you just have to be uh, already working, have a demo, and and starting in the business. And it's just an amazing experience. And we all go and we share. It's an unconference format. So um, everybody everybody sits in circles instead of one person talking to a bunch of other people. It's one person kind of leads a session, but we all... um, Cooperate and and kind of contribute to the discussion. It ends up being a discussion rather than a lecture.
1: Very very cool, and it's so. it's hilarious. It's the it's the most entertaining registration process that I've ever seen on the internet, especially on Facebook. You could swear that Elvis has come back from the dead and is going to do <laughs> one show only at Red Rocks, and everybody <laughs> goes to Ticketmaster at the same time to try to get tickets for it.
2: I was really worried that I wasn't going to get in because I was like, I my my Outlook reminder didn't go off, and I wound up like logging onto the website 40 minutes in, which doesn't sound like a lot, but these things sell out in oh, hours. yeah,
1: well, dish you know, you're kind of alumni, there's no way you weren't going to get in.
2: Well, you know, you never know. I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of other people that have. I mean, everybody. There's there's more than a hundred alumni. That's yep. the thing. I know. So it's like, if, if, if more than you know, it, it's it's still it's still kind of a gamble, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy. I got my I got my registration uh, email very just a few cool. minutes ago. Very And then, uh, so, of course, yes.
1: Jordan, Jordan, and Bish, of course, will be there.
2: Yep. Of course. And I already uh, started will drinking. be. We'll be- <laughs> uh, Mike Pungrotz uh, and Garnet Williams, who do another VO podcast, the Three amivos. S- we- We talked about maybe. um, What is that? that (laughs) They're supposed to be our competition. No, we're all family here, and they do something completely different. But, um, but I talked to Mike.
5: They're just too nice.
2: I know, and I talked to Mike and suggested we get we do a super podcast.
5: Yeah. (laughs) No way, man. You know what?
1: I'm not sharing any any airtime with those fuckers.
2: All right, you can be by yourself, Terry.
5: Seriously, no, as, just kidding. <laughs> long, that would be cool. As long as we give them something to just chill them out, and li- this guys are too high energy. i mean, <laughs> I, it, like, I listen to it, and we I do the uh,
1: we do the Colorado version of voiceover podcasts. So we're a little more <laughs> laid back over here, man. Nice, you know, but
4: it is heavily produced. It's it's loud and heavily. It's, I mean, it's like a promo. all yeah. the time. But, but
1: every there's so many different podcasts. Everybody kind of has a different. Uh, different style so yeah maybe we can uh, team up with them and uh, and, and just kind of go from there that'd be mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. um, alright well this has been a really interesting week uh, over the, the internet as far as the voiceover industry there's a lot of cool stuff going on and of course there's a lot of annoying shit going on as well uh, we can never seem to avoid that, but that's what makes you know talking about all this stuff so much fun. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it seems like, and and I'll just kind of throw this at you guys, and just let me know what your thoughts are. Lately, there's been a lot of just weird stuff going going on in our industry. I'm seeing lists of of the most uh, powerful voiceover talent on the planet. I'm seeing uh, this first annual Voice Arts Award thing. Uh, is out where it's like two hundred bucks to enter. I mean, it almost seems like it's kind of a, a pay to play for awards. What? I mean, I you know I respect and, and really enjoy the people that are putting that together, but uh, what what do you guys think of some of this stuff? This 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 really bugs the get out of me. I'm sorry.
5: Well, I, no, I I have to be honest. I mean, it, it does bother me anything where you nominate yourself for an award. Yes. That's just on principle. But th- there seems to be this whole. And I totally appreciate that there's a lot of people that like the glitz and glamour that go with, like, a Hollywood-type event. So it gives people opportunity to put their best frock on and go and get a (laughs) a, a gilded award. I mean, great in principle if that's what floats your boat. I am just concerned about the the whole, you know, follow the money is what I always say. Um, But I don't know enough about it to really be, you know, an authority. It's just... Two hundred bucks to enter, seventeen <laughs> categories. You can enter as an individual. It, it just doesn't sit right with me.
2: I can't believe that somebody was charged two hundred dollars. I just, I mean, is this anything like the Voicey Awards that uh, VoiceStar used to do?
5: You can get in early, and it's only hundred and fifty as an <laughs> early bird, and the two hundred so, is actually two hundred and ten.
2: So to um, nominate yourself, you have to pay hundred and fifty dollars when it doesn't really mean yes. anything anyway. <laughs>
5: What but the hell is this? Why, why the, the, the hell the would I go in and now... is only those who want to pay the money.
2: Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, has there been any kind of uh, positive response from it?
5: No, but there have been some interesting responses on uh, some Facebook discussions.
2: Mm, <laughs> yes, yeah, always...
1: To it. say the least. Yes, definitely. Um...
2: I mean, if it was free, it's a, it's a great idea. It gets people going. It's, you know, it's just kind of a feel-good, pat-on-the-back type of thing. But to charge people? I don't know. That sounds odd. Yeah, I don't really get
4: it either. I haven't looked into it, but just that description. Um, yep, I'd rather. I
5: don't know. <laughs>
4: just, that's all well, I e- can say.
5: Even if you look at some of the other awards, the Audis, for example, which are coming up uh, next week. Um, the APAC meeting and lots of people good narrators are nominated for that but they get nominated by their publishers they're entered by their publishers Mm -hmm. Um, the top flight of uh, audiobook narrators are not paying to nominate themselves that's the publishers function and I'm absolutely sure Brad Pitt doesn't pay a fee to be considered for an Oscar (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure (laughs) baseball players don't pay a fee to be considered for the all-star game right (laughs) I mean for those of you uh, newbies out there please please put that money into your own (laughs) business
2: yeah
5: don't fall for shit like this (laughs) (laughs) wow all right. Um. Sorry on that non-contentious note,
1: <laughs> uh, I got a question. I want to I want to throw at you guys because uh, I, I just recently dealt with a situation, and uh, I actually posted it into one of the uh, the Facebook group pages because I thought it was an interesting uh, topic. It's it's political ads, and I've been doing uh, imaging liners for a local news talk station. It's more you know it's a it's a political. I we you know I'm I'm going to try to make this as non-partisan as I possibly can get. So I'm not going to say if it's. You know, Republican, Democratic, Tea Party, whatever. We'll just throw all of that out the window. Um, But the liners have recently become almost offensive. They're so smearful and just so ugly. And actually, I get I've I've started. It's they're starting to make my stomach turn (laughs) when Mm -hmm. I when I record the line. So it's like, man, you know, what? I'm really starting to feel kind of uncomfortable and guilty for saying this. You know, I'm I'm a capitalist. I'll do anything for money. If you, you know, if you throw me a 200-page audiobook that says I love Satan, I'm going to do it for the money. <laughs> um, I'll pay
4: you 200 bucks to enter this award show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but you know, it's just late recently I started just kind of going, "Man, you know what? I I don't really know if I want to do these anymore." So what what are your guys' takes on doing political ads that are completely opposite from your own beliefs.
2: Well, first of all, Terry, are you are you afraid that your voice is going to be recognized and somebody's going to be turned off or do you just not is it just for the ethics of it?
1: Yeah, really for the ethics of it. I'm not afraid right. that somebody's going to hear my voice. Um mm-hmm you know, saying some of these things, but they've just gotten so smeary. And, you know, we, we obviously every election year, we hear terrible ads out there where they just absolutely crush each other. But man, these are really, they've gotten a little out of hand. So it's, I haven't really decided what I'm going to do yet, but I just wanted to to throw it to the table here and uh, hear what you guys think.
2: Yeah. I think that, I mean, everybody's different. Me personally, I'll do I'll do it if they pay me for it. I don't really, you know, and and I've done stuff for both sides of you know the the political spectrum, um, and in everything pretty much in between. And so I don't. To me, it's like I don't know if you're an actor, like an on screen actor, and they ask you to play a murderer, okay? And obviously, that's not who you are and right. it's just a role that you play and the way i look at it is it's just acting to me it's it's just words and and i say the words and they send me a check and to me it's there's very few things that i wouldn't say just because for the right money obviously you're not going to do it for you know i don't know it depends on how much you're being paid too but if this was a regular client, I don't know. I mean, I, if this is something that you're really, really struggling with, then then don't do it. If if you don't need the money, or the money will come from somewhere else. If the the time that you spend, you know, uh, to me, I'm fine with what everybody, what anybody would decide. You know, me personally, I would just do it because I, I just I kind of turn my my. I don't know. I have that switch that I can turn off, yep. and can just decide if it's something that I don't like or not, and right. um, just just do it because and put a smile on my face and do it.
1: Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going to do, but I, I think j- just because of this, uh, this you know, just pre- this situation presented itself. You know, it's it's a good topic for people uh, out there because sometimes you can be put into a really uncomfortable situation when you get content that is you know kind of offensive. So. Uh, this Mm -hmm. is a a good I I uh, I appreciate your guys's feedback
5: I I think you can broaden it as well obviously I I don't get asked to do American political stuff Um, (laughs) but there are certain areas where you have to let your own moral compass guide you and that can be very wide and now again politics not I would do a right wing left wing as long as they're not abuses or offensive I mean they're just different points of view But I draw the line. There are certain things I won't even go close, which is scaremongering or trying to talk people into taking payday loans, that sort of thing, that are obviously done by sharks or the cold-calling stuff because I would feel extremely uncomfortable being on the receiving end of that, so therefore I don't want to be delivering it. Alternate opinions, I've got no problem with. But when it's something that... um. I'm trying to tell someone, oh, you're in debt. Come and borrow from me because it will be better for you in the short term. But then, you know, you're just taking advantage of someone's hardship. Mm -hmm. I I won't even go close to those. Um, So, yeah, it's it's politics. It's religion. It's anything you like. It's uh, predatory, which I don't like. That's a good movie, Predator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Predator. Hey, um, Jesse Ventura was in that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I just hate everything that has to do with anything that has to do with politics um, in general. But um, so I'm pretty, I I don't know. I would say that I have uh, no moral compass, as some people would say. But I mean, I will, I have voiced things that I'll just say uh, my mom would not be proud of if she heard those words coming out of my mouth. But, you know, I got paid to do it. And um, I I see, I have no problem with uh, how people, if they decide that something, does not sit right with
5: them. I don't care. You know, it's
4: like, what? It's money. You should do it. Do anything for money.
5: So um, what is your poor narration name? <laughs> <laughs> I can't share it. I'm on, under NDA. Um,
4: but, but I mean, I, I think I'm more in the lines with Terry where if there is something that is just so mean, you know, like, did you know Senator John? So-and-so killed three babies last summer. You know, I mean, like <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. Should, I'm not I, I wouldn't do that. I, at least I would question it to begin with. And then if they weren't willing to change it or whatever, you know, because it's not like political ads are paying, you know, unless if I guess you're the voice of Obama or something or one, a, pre, a presidential candidate. And then you then I obviously I'm assuming the pay would be decent. But yeah, you uh, know,
1: there's always ways, you know, we're always going to draw the line somewhere. I mean, I'm obviously not going to do, you know, TV promos for a Ku Klux Klan reality show. <laughs> You know, um, so there you know, we're we're going way overboard here, but it's it's really interesting to to hear your guys's perspective and on, on, on what different voice talents and how they would handle something like this.
4: Yeah, just, just listen, listen,
1: listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. All right, good stuff, guys. Another thing I've been no- noticing lately in our industry is um, there doesn't seem And correct me if I'm wrong here and if I'm just going way off here, but sometimes I don't see a lot of respect for intellectual property when it comes to uh, paid content. Like, for example, if if all of us paid to hear the content in a webinar and there's people asking for people to share it on like a Facebook page or a forum, it doesn't you know, do I am I making sense at all?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really it it does. It it really gets my goat (laughs) When when people when people really when people request information that you have either paid for or you sell. Right. and they know that you sell and they expect you to provide it for free. There is so much information in the voiceover industry that people give away these days, but there are some things that aren't. But everybody, every, there are a certain amount of people that seem to think that everything should be free, whether, you know, and and this is information that, that you and, and I, Terry, and Jordan and Bish have all, you know, like, it, we've paid people for certain information before, yep. you know? Um, and to me... It, there is, and sometimes you can find the same information if you pay somebody, or uh, sometimes it's available for free. You just kind of have to do the work and look for it. But there are some people that just assume that you know. People get annoyed when there are some certain people that just say no. I you know I, I think that this should be information that should be shared for free on open source or or whatever you know. And it's it is slightly annoying because. You know, these are are normally people that are new to the industry that just assume that everything's going to be dropped into their lap. Right. And that's not how any of us got to where we are now. Yeah, I
5: I think you've you've covered most of the stuff there. Um, But also, we could expand it as well slightly. I mean, I don't know if I'm in the majority or not or a minority. But if I use music for my demos or whatever, I pay for it. That's someone else's work. I've developed a much higher respect for working musicians since I've been a working VO. So I'll, I'll go to the sites, I'll pay for the music I use. I don't know whether it's a generational thing because people have been... Maybe Jordan could best answer that. But people have been brought up with digital media, which is an infinitely copyable source. Um, is there a different attitude towards... Um, Media nowadays, uh, or is it just laziness? People can't be bothered to look it up for themselves or find out. Ooh, oh. deep.
4: <laughs> You're totally ripeish because I'm like 18 and I like download everything illegally and like I just like use it for free oh, and just give it out my got, friends.
1: We got Captain Napster. How you doing, Captain Napster?
4: Hey, hey, I got the latest Metallica record.
0: Nice,
1: oh,
5: nice. Um, okay, anyway, so the <laughs> sorry, Jordan. I mean. Uh, no, no. I mean, I'm, you're not I know, 17. I know, I know that. <laughs>
4: I know. I just, I totally know. I just, I'm being, I'm being the sarcastic th- that I always am. Uh, I know what you meant by it. I am younger than you, I, I believe. And, um, but with that being said, you are right. It is a generational thing. And that generation, which I think I fall into that generation when I was younger, the Napster days and stuff. I was, you know, I was a teenager. And, uh, that's you, you get kind of used to stuff being free when it's a digital, you know, it's just yeah. a file, you know, and, and the music industry, it, it the ones who didn't adapt to it, who fought it and fought it and fought it ended up losing like the big record labels, they're all just going down. <laughs> it's all about independent and people just releasing stuff on their own and streaming services, uh, not to get too, too off topic, but it's, I don't really know how to translate that over to, you know, paid vo content like good seminars or conference material and all i can say is i, I totally agree with i, I think i think it's just what trish was saying and, and bish is that if it was something that was paid you know pay 50 bucks for the seminar it, i think it's i have a moral problem with someone just t- taking that content and then just giving it to someone if they got like a recorded copy of it you know yeah um you know it's one thing to like I'm sh- you know what happens? A friend shares it with a friend, but then like that can end up just kind of linking around and just and then that person doesn't Somebody end up getting. Somebody blogging
5: paid. about it and well, that's that's terrible. That's mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, so anyway, tidbits. Uh, yeah, that sort of thing. that's not you a know, problem. Sound bites, but whole content is is like whoa. Yeah. yeah. So.
4: So I, th- I think at Fafcon, everyone should be patted down for mini recorders in their, their clothing. <laughs> <laughs> So.
5: Yeah. Well, actually, to be honest, Amy makes that very clear. You know, yeah. what happens at Fafcon stays at Fafcon. There is no recording allowed of any type at all. Even if it's in Tucson and not Vegas. <laughs> it's in Tucson not Vegas <laughs>
1: yeah. yes. Well, it's kind of funny that, you know, what Jordan just said about people just being used to getting so many things free on the Internet, like voiceover training, for example. You know, people are ab- absolutely floored sometimes when they hear that, you know, that my program costs money. Well, you know, if you go to dental school or medical school or you go to, to school to be a, a lawyer, I'm pretty sure you have to pay for those
5: classes.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Some people just get that idea in their head that, you know, that we should be spending all this time working with them for free. And, and that's just not the reality of it.
4: Well, yeah, I have I have a bachelor's and voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're, you're right. It's, that, that, that's so true. You spend all this time and in investing and in, in developing your craft and to become a coach or whatever you're going to be. And, and, and if, if someone just expects you to, because it's no work to you, you just have to tell it to me, man. Just yeah, come just, on. Just like 10 minutes. Just
1: tell me what you liked and what you didn't like about the read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, can you get a PhD in voiceover?
4: I, I'm, a, I'm about to.
2: <laughs> Maybe we could start a school and charge $200. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a $200 entry fee. The, yeah. the first ever school where you can actually get a PhD in voiceover. And you hmm. get a free microphone when you graduate. I love it. You get a free <laughs> Yeti when you graduate.
5: <laughs> Here's your Pop. certificate and your Yeti. <laughs>
4: Pop filter not included. <laughs>
5: Okay, I think we just turned right at the lights there. <laughs> um, all right. Um, uh, hey,
1: Bish has got some news about uh, World Voices. I mean, you were just in Vegas, I think, uh, Bish, for uh, for that big uh, entourage, were you not?
5: Yes, I was, and I'm, I'm unashamedly giving World Voices, Wovo, a plug here. Well, do um, it. Actually, it's a callback to, we were talking before about the awards and the society Society of Voice Arts and Sciences, with glitzy frocks and paying and all that sort of stuff. Um, People should check out World Voices. Um, It's the antithesis of the uh, fancy frock. It's a bunch of people that are rolling their sleeves up and putting in some work to make the industry better for everyone. Um, And we had our first uh, conference in Vegas, and it was fun, 50 people. Very much a Fafcon vibe, I have to say, with the feeling of camaraderie. But it's open to everyone. Uh, a couple of levels. You've got the professional level. Same level of um, abilities and profession as the Fafcon rules are. Or if there are some uh, newer people, come in as an associate. Um, And we have mentoring programs. We're trying to fight our way through the mess that is rates, training. Accredited other businesses, so really check out Walt Voices, and I am going to be beating you lot around the head until you join. I already have a
4: bruise. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds really cool. I I am not a member yet, and I don't have any excuse
5: other than that I'm lazy or busy or something. But shall I tell you something? You're going to Fafcon, yeah? I am. Remember, that saves you the application fee, twenty-five off. Wovo. Mem- uh, app- you save the $25 Wovo application fee if you're going to Fafcon really? Yep. wow so they've like and joined it's, it's, forces in a way it, because there's a lot of a lot of the same people are involved because that's it's cool. really helping out it's 50 bucks a year seriously well, what I, am I doing? I have no excuse I pay 150 bucks a year for the APA the audiobook thing mm-hmm. and um, World Voices is going to do a lot more for the general community
2: and how are they? Because I, you know, I I wasn't with Savoa, but I but I was. I know that that's probably a bad word around the Wovo people. But um, you know, Savoa was the original uh, certification process, um, and uh, now now Wovo has kind of taken up the torch, and they're doing a fantastic job so far, from from what I can see. But do they have plans to really? F- to, to find clients i mean it's it's great that that they have a lot of members and and things but how are clients going to know about it which is really the main reason why a certification some sort of certification would exist do you they know would, if they have any plans yes with that?
5: I, I i do but i should also admit to being on the executive board so um there are plans afoot now, mm-hmm. there were two, two questions there, really. A lot of people from the former agency um, liked the idea of a, a certificate that says that their facilities are up to a certain technical standard. Mm-hmm. And that is important to some people. Um, that will be reintroduced very soon, but on a non-compulsory basis. Um, because before with the, the other place it was a case of you had to have that studio to join. But there are so many people now that actually go to third-party studios um, and not use their own private studio, or they go around the the streets of New York going from studio to studio, or they go to the guy down the street that's got a professional studio. So actually having your own studio that comes up to a certain standard, it's more of a restriction to the membership than an asset but you can have it if you want. So Mm -hmm. you can actually say, I meet this standard. And there'll be the same standards, um, which uh, we're talking about uh, reflections, noise, comb filtering, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And as for, we have industry partners and a couple of studios have already joined. Um, One of the local Las Vegas studios was in the conference in Vegas and they were incredibly enthusiastic and are taking a very active role in saying this is good for the studios and the industry not just the VO suppliers Mm. so there are certainly plans afoot to capitalize on this and provide somewhere where studios can come directly and find good talent without wading through the mess that are the p2p sites Hmm. Okay. Well that well thank you for that. Are you so Come come on I'll Come in, man. Cut me that, in. Think, think of it. You can either pay fifty bucks to Wovo or get probably about ten hours of training from Terry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, or, no, we this I thought we were talking to the nice Bish.
5: <laughs> Sorry. The I jack Bish is <laughs> part
1: of a skit. <laughs> the real Bish is very tender hearted and very friendly. All right, well, you guys, this has been awesome. I appreciate your time. I got to bust out of here.
2: Yeah, we have a holiday weekend to get get through. To of oh, course, yeah, by the time everybody hears this, the 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 weekend will be over. But
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hope you enjoyed it. All right,
1: <laughs> well, thank you guys. This was awesome. Uh, this has been the Voiceover Cafe Vo News, served up piping hot. We'd like to thank our guest John Bailey. He was awesome. Uh, our website, voiceovercafe.org. You can also do a search on iTunes and find uh, all of our episodes. And uh, share the, uh, you know, make sure you share the episodes too with all your friends on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google. Uh, thank you, Trish, Bish, and Jordan. And we'll see you guys next time. And voiceoverextra.com.
0: Yes, voiceoverextra.com. <laughs> That's a wrap on another episode of The Voiceover Cafe. This is Sean Caldwell. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out other riveting episodes at voiceovercafe.org.